Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen, and I'm excited to bring you another great business podcast this week. And so today I want to talk about how we create real value in our business. What activities are necessary for us to grow our business beyond what we ever thought possible? And so as I as I talk about this, your ears uh, may have pricked up a little bit. Uh, you may have you you may sit up a little straighter in your chair because I know this is a topic that is important to a lot of business owners. But the reality is is that we get caught up into the trap, and the trap is and if you've read the book The E Myth and and several books like that, the the trap is working in our business versus working on it, and. When we're working in it, now I work with a lot of dentists, I work with a lot of chiropractors, I work with fitness professionals, I work with auto mechanics, I work with physical therapists, you name it. It's really hard, regardless of the business owner, particularly in a service-based business, to get past how am I going to, the question becomes, how am I going to make money when I'm not doing what I'm trained to do, which is X. For a chiropractor, it could be adjusting. For a dentist, it's it's sitting chair side. For a fitness professional, it's working with clients. Uh, for an auto, auto mechanic, it's working on the car. Whatever that is for you, it's very hard for us to step away from doing that type of activity, which we know brings us income when we do it, to step back from those activities, pay other people to do those things, and then go out and create a high-level amount of value for our business. And so the big question becomes, okay, even if I do step away from that, what am I going to do? What do I do with my time that's valuable and effective? And so if you're thinking that and if you're asking yourself that, I'm really glad you asked that because I have four specific activities that you can do that will create a high amount of value for you in your business that is different from working in the business. And so there's four different activities that I'm going to talk about or areas, so to speak. One of those areas is relationships. The other one is operations. The other one is marketing. And the last one is creation. So let's start with relationships. If you're not working in your business so heavily and you're starting to step away from that, good, a good use of your time is developing relationships. Now, there's a couple of specific types of relationships that I want to talk about developing. The first one is with your team. When you're not working in the business as much and you're stepping away from the technical aspects, aspects of your work, you can now spend some time actually training and working with your team. Now, uh, I have an exercise that we do uh, that's from the book First Break All the Rules that we call the Strengths Builder, where you can ask questions and get to know people and connect. So that's one thing that you can do with your team. You can get to know them better and connect. 
But there's some other things you can do to cultivate that relationship. For instance, do you have actually a formal review process for your team in which they know when and how they're doing a good job and, and what that looks like for them? Um, a lot of businesses that I work with don't have any so sort of formal review process for their teams, and that's a shame. People like to know where they stand in your business. And, and beyond that, what about training? Um, I know a lot of people do a group training model, and I've talked before about training on this podcast, but training is huge. Um, I've done weekly training in the past, and, and short training, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and I let the team member pick the topic. So now it's not my training as a business owner, it's their training and what they're going to get out of it and how I can support them do that. So if you're not training consistently, specifically on a one-on-one -on -one basis, we, we do really well, like I said, with group training, but if you're not doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one training with your team, this is something you can do to, to do that. Now, how does this impact your bottom line? Hopefully, in a lot of ways, it's obvious. Look, if I spend more time making my team better, they're going to go out and do their jobs better. And when they do their jobs better, now I'm able to do, now I'm able to feel confident about stepping away. Now, for a lot of dentists and chiropractors that I work with, one of the areas this really shows up is with associates. Uh, a, a doctor will bring in an associate to help with the practice. And the problem is, is that associate doesn't get enough support. And when they don't get that support, then the doctor feels like they have to sit and micromanage and, and really help that associate do the things that they paid them to do. Well, if you have a system for really building and developing that person and you've hired properly, you should be able to create a situation where that person has confidence and they can really step into the role that you need them to step into. But another facet of relationships that is so overlooked, and I don't care what business you're in, is networking. And, and there's so many valuable reasons to network. Number one, I love to network so that I can make sure that I'm looking for talent. I'm always looking for talent when I'm networking. Talent that can work on my business and help make my business better. Either from employees or other contractors that I can work with, coaches that I can hire, you name it. I'm always looking for someone to help me with my business. Networking is huge. The second thing, obviously, is I'm looking for ways that I can joint venture. I've done events with partners. I've done. I've helped them with product launches. They've helped me. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do with networking, but we just don't get out and do it. And I, I especially see this with, with business owners that I work with in smaller markets. They think there's just nothing here. And I don't care what market you're in. There's always opportunities, and we always need to stay open to looking for where those opportunities are. So if you're working less in your business and you're working more on it, it frees up that time for relationships. And my friend Garrett Gunderson from Freedom Fast Track has a great equation for building financial capital, which is what we all worry about in our business. It's relationship capital plus mental capital equals financial capital. It's not the other way around, right? We build relationships. We build our ideas out. And we build financial capital. So I just brought up mental capital. So I want to talk about the second thing, which is creation. When we're working in our business and we're just doing that technical work day in and day out, we're not affording ourselves the time to really work on creating for our business. And what does creating look like? A lot of us have new ideas of what we want to implement in our business. And a lot of times what we do with new ideas is either we just implement them right away without any thought 
or we just put them to the side thinking, you know what, when I, when I have some time to think about this, then I'm going to act on this new idea and really get it implemented. But um, what I want to do is create the time and space for me to really cultivate and think about new ideas. What are some new things that I can do? Um, how does this fit within the vision of my business? Is this something that's realistic? Do I have all the facts that I need to support this idea? You know, and I want to continue to create the future during this time. I always want to be looking at my vision as a business owner and saying, is this the right path? Are we going where we want to go? How does it look? Where are we at today? And is it getting us closer to where we want to be tomorrow? And as a business owner, this time is so critical, but we never spend the time to do it. We don't spend that time really thinking about how we can how we can create that future and, and really thinking about ideas and really looking at how do we push our business to the next level? What is that next level? And what are the things that we need to implement to get us there? Creation time is so critical. Like I said, relationship capital plus mental capital equals financial capital. You have the relationships, you have the ideas, you've got all the money that you need. But if you don't spend time cultivating those two things, Financial capital is what suffers. So let's look at a couple of other areas when we're working on our business versus in it and really creating value for our, for our businesses. Operations is huge, okay? From an operations standpoint, that's employee management and follow-up, that's systems, that's processes, that's analysis. And this is an issue that we just don't spend enough time on our operations. And sometimes we're, we use the same operations and systems and processes that we've used for years and years, even though some of those things may be antiquated, outdated. They may not work for the current team that we have. And the problem is, is that, again, we don't spend enough time working on our business. And so we don't really work on fine-tuning and tweaking. But think about this in your business. If you spend some time updating some systems, tweaking some processes, or even creating them to begin with. I mean, a lot of business owners don't even have these systems to begin with. If you had them, how much more profitable and productive could your business be if you spent time managing that? Now, it's not enough to have a system in place, right? Because you can win. Good systems isn't enough to win. And I just talked about that in, my, in a workshop I just did. But you can also win with bad systems, which is very destructive, right? And so... Having the right systems in place doesn't mean that you're going to win. You still need to take that time to make sure that people are executing and that you're following up on what people are doing in your business. And there's, I noticed that a lot of business owners don't spend near enough time following up on the success of what their team is doing. And so that follow-up is, is critical. And, and allowing during that operations time some analysis of the numbers. What are we doing with the numbers? What are these numbers telling us? Where are some areas that we need to make improvements? What are some areas that I'm concerned about? What are some areas that we're doing really well in that I want to spotlight? You know, what does that analysis look like? Analyzing our financials, making sure our financials look good, budgeting, all these types of things are so critical to operations. If you looked at the financial aspects more and looked at your statistics, looked at your numbers and budgeted and those types of things, what would that be worth to your business? I mean, it's huge. It's so big. And the last thing that I want to talk about is marketing. And marketing, there's so many aspects to this, but market planning so that your marketing is consistent is key. That's the first thing. If you're working less in your business and working more on it, 
Think about the market planning that you can do. And are you more valuable as a technician doing the work that you do, or is it way more valuable to be able to bring in more customers? Now, both are valuable. Obviously, you want to treat your current customers right so that they keep coming back. But my ability to grow is going to be directly proportional to my ability to bring in new customers. And that's going to be twofold. Number one, I'm going to do that by going out and getting new ones and treating the ones that I currently have right so that not only do they recommend other people to me, but they stick around for the long term. Those things are important. But look at yourself as a business owner. Are you out there positioning yourself as an authority in your marketplace so that you're the authority on what it is that you do in your marketplace? And this takes some time. You can't be working in your business day in and day out and expect to position yourself as an authority. It doesn't work that way. So are you going out and talking in the community? Are you giving compelling talks that are driving people back to your business? What does that look like for you? Are you taking the time to be a thought leader, creating videos, creating podcasts, writing articles? All these things are tools that are available to you to position yourself and your business. And the last thing is your brand. Are you building some brand awareness? Are you letting people know who you are, what you stand for, what you want to accomplish in the community? Is that clear uh, to your community? Are you out there engaging in it and building the brand reputation of your business. And this is important. This doesn't happen nearly fast enough if you're not spending time working outside of your business. Now, look, you can build a reputation for yourselves work, working in your business, and that's fine. The, the, the process and the progress will be much slower than if you go out and, and add those impact accelerants to your business that really help uh, take that small flame and 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 really grow that flame till it's a till it's a blaze uh, of 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 uh, of new clients and and brand awareness for for your business. So think about how much time you're spending on your business and and how much time you're spending in your business. Are you spending the kind of time working on it to do these four things that I talked about effectively? And what you're going to find is, is that you need to be a part-time practitioner and find a way to be a full-time business owner. Because if you can be a full-time business owner, listen, the clientele that I've worked with who get this and who make it work and find out ways to phase themselves out of the, out of the practitioner process and into the business development world of their business, find that they make more money, their practice grows, and they have more flexibility than they ever had before. Think about that in your business. The reason why you started a business is to have freedom, is to have a certain lifestyle, whatever that is. Some some are bigger than others, obviously. And you wanted to have some flexibility. Well, if you're always working in your business, you don't have that flexibility. In fact, all you have is a job with more responsibility when you're not uh, working on the business and letting other people do the technical aspects of what you do, regardless of what that is. So think about these four areas of how you create value in your business. Are you doing them enough? How well are you doing them? And what would need to change in your business this year for you to engage in these activities just a little bit more to create true value for your business? Because these are the things that are going to create true value and true wealth for you in this year. So think about those things. Think about what needs to change. What's the next thing that you need to implement to really get on this pathway 
to true wealth creation in your business. If you have any questions, again, hit me up at buildyoursoulpurpose.com. Leave a comment, contact me, whatever you need to do. Let's get engaged. Let's talk about it. And let's build a valuable wealth creating business for you this year. For your life, your purpose, this is Brandon Allen. I am signing off. Have a fantastic rest of the week.